It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to the May edition of the BBC Countryfile magazine podcast. I'm Fergus Collins, I'm the editor of the magazine, and this month's podcast is slightly different. It's a taste of May in the countryside through mainly birdsong, and involves a walk I took around about mid-May through um, some woods near me, near my home in Monmouthshire, and I thought it might be a nice change to let the birds do some of the talking. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. It's half past seven in my local woods in Monmouthshire, early May, and I'm just going for a... Well, I've been out for an hour so far. Just want to see what wildlife's around and what migrant birds have arrived yet. And I'm really, really thrilled to hear two wood warblers. You might be able to catch them. Like a, someone's described it as a spinning one-pound coin on a ceramic plate which is quite ac- accurate, I think, but there's a lot of black caps, blackbirds, a few chaffinches around. And a few wrens, so you might not be able to pick up the, um, the wood warblers in the distance, but they're here, and it's a great relief to hear them, because I thought they hadn't come back this year. So... Uh, few and I'm off to see if I can find some cuckoos and there's a chiff chaff I've had a red start down in the valley earlier and there'll be more red starts up on the hill. But most of this bird song is 
his black caps. And of course, the obligatory early, early farm machinery. So I'm a bit closer to the wood warbler. There, that's it, that spinning coin. Somewhere 30 or 40 yards in front of me in a stand of pines and very, very tall ashes that have sneaked in amongst these old Douglas firs. out of the woods now into a clear felled area and um, this is clear felled probably two or three years ago so there's, it's still very open, not much growing back although it has been replanted with hazels and this is great this area because um, the birds you can largely hear are wrens and tree pipits so tree pipits is a little near, a rather sort of dowdy brown bird which has quite an excitable song and that blast in the background is a wren There's two, tripit, two tree pipits fighting it out there. So this is an interesting area. There's lots of good invertebrate life here. Last summer, when it was very hot, we saw the little pits of green tiger beetle larva and lots of the adults, which are beautiful, emerald green, fast running, quite, quite sort of eager to take off beetles, which is quite, quite rare for beetles, I think. Um, and it's just a, it makes a curious change from the from the dense woods where the wood warblers were to be suddenly out in the open. I found a bar, well, could call it a pond, but it's actually the tire tracks of well, it's a, a, the depressions left by tire tracks. The contractors who came in to clear the woods, the uh, fir, Douglas fir woods, have left this indentation probably 30 yards long and it's full of filled up with rainwater and the pond skaters on it but i can definitely see tadpoles quite a few tadpoles quite big now it's been a warm spring so they've developed quite quickly let's see if there's anything else along here in the background there's a red start singing quite short little phrases and tree pipit as well but So uh, there's some newts as well. Uh, despite looking pretty primitive, they're much more aware of I am uh, of me than I am of them. Cuckoo. Don't know if you picked that up. That's my first cuckoo of the year. Summer up on the hill.
It's one of those remarkably still days, which you don't often get up on the Brecon Beacons. And it's dry, which again, you don't often get <laughs> in the Brecon Beacons. So um, that's really a magical time. There's no one else around at the moment. And um, I seem to have all these all this wonderful wildlife to myself. The leaves on the trees have turned within a week from looking sort of brown and rusty and almost wintry to um, really fresh-looking green growth everywhere. Still, the beech trees are lagging behind a bit, but I think they always do. Ah, before I clock off here, just come to the air, come to a little lane where there's a sort of lay-by and a forestry commission barrier. And of course, this seems to give some people the license to dump stuff by the road. So fly tipping, modern evil. <laughs> there's a champagne cork as well, but this is mostly rubble and bags of something pretty unpleasant. Small tree trunks. Well, that's fine. But this rubble is, um, which you can read about in one of my blogs. And there's actually some useful bricks here, but just take it to the tip. The tip is only 10 minutes away. It's not that much, actually. Someone's even dumped their grass clippings here. And the sheer lunacy of not composting it in your own garden and using it on your own soil. Ah, dreary. Anyway, luckily there's a big drift of greater stitchwort here, which is a very pretty overlooked white flower, which I, I've never seen so many as this year. Really beautiful name because its leaves look like needles. Well, so I, as far as I can remember. But uh, it's all along the roadsides and hedgerow banks. Really, really lovely little, like a, like a sort of poor man's snowdrop, I suppose. Uh, right, let's go looking for those cookies. <laughs> down a sunken lane through a little stand of ashes with um, lots of bluebells and stitchwort. You can hear the chiff-chaff and there's a blackbird just right above doing that sort of lazy summer warble. Of course he's stopped now. There he is. Terrific, absolutely lovely. Now I'm going to head down to go up onto the slopes of the Blorange Hill. Particularly intense bit of wren and black cap noise here with a rooster. Can't resist joining in. Bit of gold crest in the background. Bit of robin. I'm now heading up a green lane, which winds its way to this sort of foothill or the shoulder of Blorange Hill. 
Still got some roosters crowing. That fun little call is the nuthatch. Just over my head. Um, it might be a sort of alarm call. As a, a, oh, there's a grey squirrel scampering up a beach in front of me. It's interesting as you as you move higher, although I'm still on this little green lane, the bird life changes subtly. So there are willow warblers singing here. Oh, there's a funky. Uh, more red starts and tree pivots, but uh, still not the definitive cuckoo yet. Hopefully, when we get to the sort of more open moorland where there's lots of tree pipi- um, lots of meadow pipits and other small birds that they prey on or parasitize, then um, we might see some, as they say. The they arrive in April and sing his song in May, the old cuckoo. So we'll see if that's true today. I've just had an astonishing piece of good luck as I've arrived at a Woodland Trust Ashwood, um, part of the Punch Bowl Nature Reserve. Uh, a sort of ready brown bird of prey flew up into the trees, but I was sort of so slow getting my binoculars on it I, I had no chance of identifying it I thought possibly kestrel but very densely wooded ash here so I wasn't sure plus the colouring wasn't right anyway I just peered into the trees with my binoculars and it turns out it's a tawny owl it's just sitting there probably 50 yards from me um, thinking I can't see him yeah that's brilliant absolutely unexpected particularly as it's sort of quarter past eight in the morning now. Um, I'll have another little, little look at him, and then we'll head on up. We're just about to enter cuckoo country, though I still can't hear any up here. Just entering one of the best, my favourite parts of this entire walk, where I've got a little line of an old beach hedge on my left, and some open land with gorse bushes. And then you've got the moorland above. And it always seems to have lots and lots of life here. So we've got a tree pivot singing above us and a chaffinch. And there are some linnets out on the gorse bushes. Red starts, which you probably won't be able to pick up because they're quite distant. Willow warbler there. And there's a bench head where I think I'll have my first tea stop of the day. And see if that elusive cuckoo decides to put in an appearance. The rascal. Well, my favourite stretch hasn't let me down again. I've heard a cuckoo twice. I've seen red starts mating. I've had a willow warbler right in front of me foraging in a, in a hawthorn. And um, I've just had a red pole, which is new up here, just um, sitting on a fence post. It's bizarre. It's been so, um, there's so much, so much life here that I haven't been able to pick up the recorder. And there are plenty of things I've missed as well. <laughs> there are lots of meadow pipits, kind of 
high-pitched chattering in the background. Here we go, there's one flying overhead. Uh, they're the kind of cannon fodder for any birds of prey and the poor old um, cuckoo. Poor old cuckoo, yeah. Parasitic nest robber cuckoo. But it's declining, so I think poor old cuckoo, really. So I'm looking at the hill ahead of me, Moreland, still looks pretty wintry up there, even though it's May. I think it has about one month of summer. Uh, or oh, a couple of jays going overhead. Um, hopefully there'll be windchats, which is another severely declining bird. Um, haven't seen them this year yet, so we'll wait and see. Now I'm up, not quite at the top of the hill. There's some old sheep fields or sort of stone-walled off enclosures and um, yeah there's a pair of wind chats here so that's well it's exactly where they were last year funnily enough which is very kind of them to not make my life too difficult but it's lovely to see there's just you might be more familiar with stone chats which have big black kind of more dark heads certainly the male and make a very um Stone chat, sound of two stones being hit together, that's their basic call. Whereas the wind chat's a much sleeker, more elegant bird with white eyeliner. It's a really lovely, lovely creature. And, um, yeah, rare, so my, I don't know them, see if there's any more around actually, because it'd be nice to see if there's more than one pair here. Yeah, just had a kestrel over, and a buzzard, a few ravens, but uh, normally it's wild and windy up here so uh, it's not a breath of air in the, apart from a jet going overhead so there were two male wind chats in the end both singing a really rather beautiful song which I hadn't really hadn't studied before now I'm walking through heather and bracken although it's all looking pretty bleak still some new growth along a sort of Moorland Path, which is wide enough to take a Land Rover, most certainly. But um, so I'm heading heading up. Uh, I don't think I'll reach the peak of the Blorange because got to be back in time for coffee this morning. Um, but I'm hoping there might be more wind chats. Really, I haven't heard many skylarks today, which is the only downside. It's been quite a quite an amazing bird-rich walk probably up to uh, 40, 45 species so far. Here we go, Skylarks. As if on demand. It gets higher and higher and higher. A little black dot frenetic clockwork energy up there. You should get a motor like the paraglider. And there's a cuckoo very faintly down in the valley. There's been a few now, which has been really good news. Possibly just one moving around. Fabulous sighting of cookies now, a pair of them. And uh, there's one in the top of a hawthorn tree. 
and uh, as luck would have it, about <laughs> six people have just appeared from nowhere, uh, having seen no one all morning. So, uh, but very nice they were too. Uh, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, seeing them so close and getting that. They make a funny little grousey type call. Long tails, quite falcon-like in flight. And it's just heading over to... Oh, hold on. It's out of, gone out of sight now. But there we go, a little burst of cuckoo music. And now it's back home for coffee, I think, unless I spot something else on the way. So that's it for this month. If you've been out in the wilds and have your own experiences of nature and birdsong that you'd like to share, do get in touch. You can contact me at editor at countryfile.com. And you can also write to the magazine at BBC Countryfile magazine, Tower House, Fairfax Street, Bristol, BS1 3BN. And if you want some more inspiration for walks near you, wildlife, and all things to do with the countryside, don't forget to visit our website at www.countryfile.com, where we also have lots of information, previews about the TV programme and blogs by the presenters. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs>